Welcome to the Lens Podcast, where we talk about current events, news, family, church, and life from a biblical worldview. We want to help people think about these things through the lens of the Bible. I'm your producer, David Wiseman, and here are your hosts, Brian and Brian. Hey, welcome to the Lens Podcast. My name is Brian Hansen. We have a special guest with us today for the first time ever. This is our very first, Brian Solomon, this is our very first guest ever. 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 And it is the president and CEO of 104.9 The River who allows us to use this beautiful facility. And uh, he's been a good friend for a long time. And uh, hopefully he'll have a couple good insights along the way too. Right, Bill? We are praying to that end. Yes. <laughs> okay. Brian Solomon, who are you? Well, I'm Brian Solomon, but our guest, his name is Bill Montgomery. And so we're glad that Bill Montgomery has joined us on this episode. And thanks for tuning in, as is our practice every time we gather. We've got three segments that we rolled through in our uh, podcast episode. Our first segment is entitled A View of the World, where we take a look at one of the many topics or uh things that we face, uh, walk through, walk in, in this world. And we kind of talk about it. Then we talk about in our second, uh, segment entitled your place in the world. We talk about that topic from a Christian worldview. And then third, our third topic is what in the world it's our potpourri catch all our basket of deplorables, uh, in terms of, uh, uh the things that we want to talk about. And, uh, so that's our three topics. Brian, take us into a view of the world. Well, view of the world is uh, something that's being talked about just about every everywhere that you turn, and that is the the subject of AI, artificial artificial intelligence. And uh, so today's going to be just a little bit different in that we're just um, uh, we're we're going to chat on this uh, on this segment. We're chat just gonna, GPT. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. And uh, you know, there, there's. This is so new. There's so little known about it. There's a lot of um, there, there, there's a lot of hype in what it can do, and there's a lot of people who are nervous, who are afraid in what it might do as well. And so we don't have necessarily uh, a, a lot of uh, mandates like this is what we will do. This is how we will handle it because there's so much unknown about it. But I think Brian and Bill that we there, there there has to be a discussion that's at least started on it because there's at least from the Christian worldview or uh, Christian viewpoint and the church viewpoint there's just silence on it so far because they don't know how to talk about it so let's just talk about what we do uh know about it and this this so this is um kind of uh, a, a scary thing first of all let's just say let, let's talk about what could be with artificial intelligence. So I was, I was listening to, uh, uh, somebody on a, a, a program and they were so excited about the, the, uh, up and coming artificial intelligence because, uh, Bill, they, they can, they can even, uh, foresee where you can buy a new car and they're basically going to eliminate, uh, cars being stolen because the car will be locked. It won't be able to start unless you yourself get in the car and it will not start unless you somehow your DNA, whatever is behind the steering wheel. And then it'll start. 
That sounds like a good thing, right? Sold. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> my, my son would say sold too after what happened to him just a few weeks ago, I'm sure. But uh, I mean, that's just one of the things, but there's, there's a hundred. What, what, what are some things that we've all heard about? Well, so I've heard a lot of things, you know, so uh, I think last week there was an article in the, in the New York Times talking about artificial intelligence in, uh, in terms of, uh, of its existential threat to humanity, that uh, that uh, all of humanity is at risk of being eliminated by artificial intelligence. Um, uh, college students and uh, seminarians oh, yeah. and high school students, anybody who has to write a paper these days on any topic yeah. probably knows more about AI than any of us in the <laughs> room right now. Uh, I think your average soccer mom would probably be tuning out at this point. I think your average pastor doesn't really know how to equip his church to think about AI. Uh, I think your average political leader is beginning to discover that, oh boy, the government ought to probably have some policy and laws in place to give oversight to artificial intelligence. Uh, Thinking about the advancement of certain technologies that could think on its own, that could have the capacity to launch particular weapon systems, that could start a world war, uh, that certainly uh, does give cause for pause. So uh, there's all sorts of uh, lanes and directions that we could kind of spend our time here talking about as it relates to artificial intelligence. But I think maybe a good starting point, Brian, is to maybe uh, for our listeners, uh, describe or give a definition of what AI is, artificial intelligence. And I've got one definition that's pulled up here. It says that artificial intelligence, it's the science and engineering of making intelligent machines especially intelligent computer programs. It's related to the similar task of using computers to understand human intelligence. But AI does not have to confine itself to methods that are biologically observable. So just to kind of give a baseline of what AI is, uh, essentially it's the, it's the programming of machines and computers to think independently of humans. Right. And one of the scary things is right now, from what we hear is that they are training these computers, these, um, these programs to think even, uh, in terms of, uh, having emotion, and uh, uh, being angry about something or being just about something. Um, and so so to your point, Brian, this this is um, this is where uh, the computers are being taught mm. to think in place of humanity, mm. where we've been told, you know, for all this time, that there's no computer like the mind. Mm. There's there's nothing that operates as fast as the mind that can comp- compute uh, the the God um, the God emplaced institutions of the mind thinking you know what what is moral what is right what is just what is uh, righteous um, all these things but now mankind this is this kind of goes back to Genesis almost you know with the Tower of Babel where they were like oh there's God we think that we can build something to reach him 
And now the, completely different in, in that we're not building a tower to somehow put our finger up and touch the finger of God, but we're saying, God, creator, we can do better. Hmm. You know, it, it, it seems like that's almost the, the, the way that it is. But yeah, uh, building something that is able to think like a human in place of a human and uh, and do other things. Well, it's certainly uh, this field of AI has the potential to transform all sorts of industry, mm-hmm. uh, manufacturing, um, communications, um, higher education, all sorts of different industrial lanes uh, can be impacted by the trajectory of, of AI. Uh, Bill, I want to bring you in on this and extend, uh, you haven't been prepared for this. We haven't talked uh, in a, in a pregame or a pre-show. We've just kind of roped you into joining us, but thinking about, uh, radio communications, uh, thinking about, uh, uh, what you do for a living in terms of media oversight, how do you think AI uh, would impact or could impact or give texture or different texture to the field of industry that you're in? It's interesting because there's already been a lot of conversation about that. There have been some radio shows that have been guest hosted by AI. They fed the voice. Really? AI picked up that voice and people didn't even know that that host was not real. It so was Casey the computer. Kasem can, can, can come can back come from back. the dead. We oh feed his goodness. voice in and you could get uh, Casey Kasem back for sure. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, and, and obviously that has some concerns of, are people going to lose their jobs? There's already, right. you know, been a lot of consolidation in the radio industry. Yeah. And so, you know, this host is on stations all over the country. They're just mm-hmm. voice tracking it, programming it, programming it into the computer. Well, what if I right. don't even need that person anymore? Right. And I just say, give me a voice that sounds like this and mm-hmm. do a show and get the information from all of these, you know, sources. Yeah. And, and AI can absolutely do that. It could, you know, write your newsletters for you. It could, um, you know, it, it could do your weather forecast. Mm. I mean, it could provide a ton of the things that that people take an effort to do. And some of that probably is good. Some of that is concerning because it eliminates jobs. Mm. And but, but, you know, how good will it be on the personality and the connecting part? Mm. And that's kind of an unknown because AI is teaching itself some right. of that. That's that interesting. <laughs> so thinking about mass global communications, in the previous presidential administration, there was a common phrase that was uh, thrown around, fake news. Uh, that, that was kind of a, a, a term uh, that, that was used on both sides of the political spectrum. Hey, that's fake news, or that's fake news, or this is um, Russian disinformation, or uh, whatever. And at the root of that, uh, people were beginning to ask the question, what is true? What's real? And so when you think about radio stations and they're communicating a message to their listeners, how could AI maybe muddy the waters in terms of a listener being able to determine what's real or what's true? Yeah, it's it's a big concern um, when you think about radio, television, um, social media, you know, AI, whenever 
it has the voice, even the face of somebody it can create. And we've heard about these before, but now much, much more accurate than it ever was. The deep fakes, mm. because before you needed all the technology to do that. Now the technology exists at the fingertips of anybody mm-hmm. where, you know, they put this quote out here of something Brian Solomon said. And Brian Solomon says, I never, I said, never that. said that. Right. And they right. go, well, here it is. It's right, right here. Here's his voice. Here's his face. Yeah. And so did he do that or not? You know, I, I, I adjunct a, a college class and when I brought up chat G. PT and some of them knew some of them didn't. And literally they were, they were pulling it up in class and creating a paper, creating a play. And they were like, Oh my goodness. I'm like, you've got to use this for good because, you know, and, and they have already created, I believe things that can discern what was AI created and what was not. But at what point does AI get so good that it can't determine how it was created? Well, and and to your point there. So I I think I was telling the story a little bit earlier. uh, Our, my daughter uh, just graduated from a school in Boston and she was telling me about, I asked, I actually asked her if she had heard about it. And she's like, dad, where have you been? You know? And uh, so I said, (laughs) well, what can it do? And so she gave me an example. She, she was like, Hey, give me a 150 word example on something that was in her field of dietetics. And I was like, okay, that's dietetics, but I'm a theologian. So tell me, uh, so I, I gave her an example of a, of a theological, um, point of view that, that I challenged it to write a paper on. And I said, okay, so 125 words on, uh, I forget what the topic was, but you know what? It came back exactly if I had written it probably better than what I would have written it. And I just couldn't believe that it would have my theological viewpoint, um, based on maybe the question that I gave it was a little bit leading to, but here's that's kind of, we we've done the 10,000 foot overview Mm -hmm. on what AI artificial intelligence is, but that is going to take us into our second segment. And that is your place in the world. So when we're talking about artificial intelligence and AI, the, the question is, okay, it's here by the way, Brian, Bill, David, it's not going away. No, it's not like we can say, hey, uh, let's put this thing back in the box. And, th- you know, we, we we let it we let it sneak its head out of the box. We don't like it. Put it back in. Mm-hmm. It's here. So now the question is, OK, well, now that it's here, what are we going to do with it? And how does the church respond to it? Which is kind of our lane. You know, um, how, how does the church or how do Christians think about this? Because right now. Uh, we hear some people addressing this, but not a whole lot. And the reason we don't hear a whole lot is because we don't know, num- number one, we don't know a whole lot about it. And what we do know ab- about it, we don't have a lot of thoughts on it because we're limited in what we know about it. So, you know, l- let's just ask this simple question. How should Christians think about AI? Let me wade in here and I'm going to give a... Um very simplistic answer that Lord willing may uh, carry a little bit of weight in gravitas. Your question was how should Christians think about AI? I think Christians should think about AI biblically. Oh my word. I, the, you know, the deep thoughts that come out now, man. now what I'm, what I mean by that is, Go with is, uh, so Genesis one 26 and 20, 27, mm-hmm. uh, God, it, 
he's creating all things. Uh, he's walking through the days of creation. We're moving towards uh, day six. And in day six, the pinnacle of creation, God says, let us make man in our image and let us make him male and female. And in the image of God, he created them male and female, meaning that humanity is created in the image of God and is distinct from the created order because man bears the image of God. And so there's all sorts of image of God related consequences, implications as it relates to AI uh, as we walk into this field. So how should Christians think about AI? Well, we should begin by thinking about AI through the lens of image of God issues. Yeah. So we need to begin to think about the dignity of humanity the worth and value of humanity. So any uh, use use or using or leveraging AI for the purposes of eliminating or harming humanity in any way should be rejected out of hand. Now, uh, typ- typically, folks aren't going to leverage and use AI immediately in ways that will harm or devalue image of God related things. They'll say, wow, look, look what we're able to do to help humanity. Look what we're able to do to make life easier for humanity. And then all of a sudden, boom, humanity seems to be disregarded for the pragmatic, um, getting tasks done. Look, I'm, I'm just getting stuff done. We're cranking. Look, we're able to make more automobiles. We're able to make more chips. We're able to make more this, that, or the other. Humanity is now relegated to the sidelines in terms of work. We know that there's dignity attached to work. Well, now there's an image of God issue in play there. So um, Christians should think biblically, and Genesis really ought to be the first place that we go. Now, there's a whole lot more to be said about this, but our ethics as it relates to AI need to be shaped by a Judeo-Christian ethic. Okay, so let me stop you there. and. Let's let's say this, <clears throat> and this is going to lead to a question. AI, artificial intelligence, is not ethically neutral. That's right. Okay. Now, let's make that statement, and let's ask question number two. Yeah. Should Christians be involved in the creation of AI? Or should, I mean, you know, Christians have been really good about saying, oh, no, that's, you know, that's evil. That's coming. You know, stay away from it. But if this is coming and there is there is no chance in the world that artificial intelligence is ethically neutral, then then how should Christians should Christians um, run toward it or lean into it? Or should Christians say, yeah, no, that's evil. We're going to stay away from it. Mm. And so I think to your, to your first point on the first question was going back to Genesis chapter one, verse 27. So God created mankind and his man in his own image. Um, in the image of God, he created them, he created him male and female. He created them. And so, so anything now that is created comes, comes from man, Right. And it can be created with a viewpoint toward evil. It can be created with a viewpoint toward that, which is good. And if this is coming, could we make the argument that the church or that Christians should lean in towards this to have an influence in what is coming out in this artificial intelligence? 
I've, I think it's important to remember that AI gets its information from what we feed it That's and right. what it finds. Yes. And so if I want it to have the ability to grab a biblical worldview, I better be involved in the ability to feed it the information that gives it a biblical worldview. Kind of like you found the theology in there. Yeah. If, if it is devoid of that, you know, and it is also kind of teaching itself mm-hmm. ethics and morals and things, we've got to be involved in that process. Absolutely. I totally agree to give it what God has given us. And that is uh, the ability to think morally, to think rightly, to think um, about truthfully. things that are, yeah, truthfully, things that are good, just um, uh, above reproach. Mm-hmm. So the, these are, these are things in context as, as to what do we do with this? Do we run from it? Do we, do we bury our heads in the sands like an ostrich, just hoping that the, you know, the best happens or do we lean in toward it and say, Hey, if this is coming, let's make sure that we're directing this in the right direction. Well, Brian, I think, you know, uh, <clears throat> we're obviously involved in pointing people, political leaders toward Christ. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, extended the, the great commission into the political realm. We want to see, uh, uh, lost people, in the political realm, embrace Jesus as Savior and follow him. Uh, that's a realm that we want Christians to be in. Well, why wouldn't we also want Christians to be in the realm of science and the technologies and the humanities and in higher education and in uh, blue-collar agricultural fields? We So uh, how, the, the question here is how should Christians think about AI? Maybe we ought to begin thinking about sub-questions like how could AI help uh, reimagine missions, global missions? How could AI advance the football down the field in terms of uh, Bible translation work. I had that conversation at a conference I was at last week, and it can't do translation work on information it doesn't have. Mm-hmm. But when you've got information that you can feed it, it is going to work Boom. infinitely faster. Yeah. So you think about all of the things that... So my, my grandparents uh, personally supported uh, missionaries along the Amazon uh, all through the 50s and 60s. And, uh, and they literally uh, went down the Amazon on a boat. And we're interacting with uh, unreached peoples uh, who spoke different languages. And, and so there was a, a learning of language. And then the, there was a, a, a moving that language into, uh, into the Bible and teaching the Bible through that language. I think about how uh, AI could have helped advance their work or sped up their work. Uh, God and his sovereignty didn't allow that. And that's okay. But how could... How could AI help reimagine some missions work like that? How could uh, how could AI reimagine uh, the church's mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ? Um, uh, also, how can we help Christian business leaders get out in front of some of the ethical things related to corporate greed and copyright right. issues? Uh, those those things don't go away. And then Brian, as you and I are rubbing shoulders with political leaders, helping them understand that the truth of God's word doesn't go away when we're talking about issues of AI. They don't go away. Those ethics remain. So to your point, Bill, uh, those uh, ethics need to be held by the developer who is shaping the course of these AI algorithms and the outcomes that they produce. So uh, those were some of the questions that I had that are kind of sub questions yeah. that we don't maybe necessarily have all of the um, 
particular answers to, aside from, hey, Christians, don't stop thinking biblically about the issues of AI. And just let me say this as a closer on this. Uh, there's a lot of people that are uh, tremendously afraid that AI is going to be the end of humanity. And there's some talk about that. It's an existential threat. Yeah. And I just have to, <laughs> I, I just want to say this, and I say it with a little bit of jest, but with all sincerity, who do you think you are that can wipe out what God has created? Mm. Get over yourself. That's right. Did I say that? You did. I that, that, was, that was, was that AI. Too. Well, oh, that was AI. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, hey, this has been a great uh, topic of discussion. We might come back and visit this uh, in the future we as should. more stuff comes out on it. But what it is going to do is lead us into our last segment, and that is what in the world. So, uh, Bill, we're going to put you on the spot here. And uh, uh, just after I, I talk a little bit. So the, in our last segment, we all we do is uh, Brian and I, we talk about what's uh, been going on in our lives or or what um, just what is of special importance to us. So um, uh, months ago, uh, well, maybe a month ago, my wife and I, we bought tickets for our kids to go see our favorite comedian, Nate Borgazzi. And um, <laughs> and then the night before. Uh, we weren't going to go. Mandy and I weren't going to go. We just were doing it for a special thing for them. And they said, hey, Dad, what do you have going on tomorrow? And I said, hey, you know, nothing really. And they're like, well, you do now. So we all went together. Awesome. Yes. And uh, man, he's just, he's clean. He's funny. It was just his dad was there uh, with this uh, uh, magic act in which he did absolutely no magic. And it was it was a riot. And uh, we so just good. had a good family time and, and an enjoyable time. I, I actually I don't recommend a lot of entertainment uh but i recommend this guy he's just he's clean he's funny awesome. and he has a, a spiritual background and uh, we had a really enjoyable time uh bill tell us something that's of special interest to bill montgomery what's going on um, I just got back from a conference last week. Uh, I was in Orlando all week for the Christian Music Broadcasters Conference. That's what we do here at uh, 104.9 The River. And it was just great to see and talk to so many Christian artists. And and I think both from a quality standpoint, but from a, a spiritual standpoint, the future mm -hmm. is very bright. Mm -hmm. and, and that was just exciting to me um, because most of the times we don't get to meet these people um, and talk to them. You know, you just see them up on a stage. And, and so I think there's a lot of people really thinking biblically and, uh, you know, trying to put out music that that helps the culture, that encourages people, but also glorifies God. And that was exciting. That's hey, great. that's good. OK, that's Brian. Great. Hey, uh, so what in the world in my world? Hey, the Denver Nuggets. Hey, yeah. So when I was, uh, I think I was eight years old, my dad took me to a Denver Nuggets basketball game. I grew up in Denver, so I'm a big Denver sports guy. You know, the Broncos, the Rockies, the Avalanche, the Nuggets. So the Rockies have been to a World Series, they haven't won, uh, but they've been there. The, the Broncos have a couple Super Bowl uh, trophies. Uh, the Avalanche have some Stanley Cup titles. Uh, the Colorado Buffaloes even have uh, national championship trophies and a Heisman Trophy winner, too. Um, but the lowly Nuggets, who have been in the NBA for 50 years, were an ABA team way back in the day, have never been to an NBA Finals ever. And so when I was eight years old, my dad took me to a Denver Nuggets game at the old McNichols Arena in downtown Denver. And uh, and I fell asleep in the fourth quarter. 
was the Nuggets versus the Pistons. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas and some of those guys were playing, of course. And for the Nuggets, we had Alex English and Dan Essel and oh, Fat man. Lever and yeah. some of those guys. And and I woke up as the game was ending. Uh, triple overtime uh, was uh, was was coming to a close, and the Nuggets lost. 184 to 186 to the Pistons, which became Whoa. the highest scoring game in NBA history, even to today. Wow. And so I've been a Nuggets fan my whole life. And uh, the Nuggets are in the finals and they lost last night to the Heat. I couldn't believe it. So the series is tied up one one to one, but it's been a great journey for all Nuggets fans everywhere. So if you're a fan of the lens, root for the Nuggets. <laughs> I've got a quick, uh, just from my conference that ties in a little bit, probably a little more with Brian and I, but, uh, one of the speakers was Tim Sinclair and, uh, a, a young, uh, Christian voice. Literally, he is the voice of the Chicago fire, the Chicago bears and the Chicago bulls, the PA arena <laughs> oh, voice. Man. And he awesome. spoke, he was fabulous. I got a chance to hang out with him and get my picture. A great dude. <laughs> wow. That's hey, awesome. I like it. <laughs> Well, hey, everybody, this is uh, this has been The Lens talking about AI. Thanks for joining us on this episode of The Lens. We hope to see you next time.